Hello. Hello. Oh. Oh. I'm a technological genius. I know. We had almost had another disaster yet again. I know. The wrong thing was plugged into the wrong thing. But Matt Palmer, BFA recipient for that, the NYU Tisch School of the Arts me. for recorded music, realized it. I really plugged did. plugged the right thing into the I right really thing. I really did. The hair is very short on the side. It is. Versus yeah. the top. Do I look sexy? It's just different. I feel like it's shorter on the side versus the top than it normally is. Well, to quote a chorus line, BB, different is nice, but it sure isn't pretty. Pretty is what it's about. <laughs> well, I never met anyone who was different who couldn't figure that out. I'm sure it'll look great in like a week. <laughs> I look amazing. I'll have you know my well, coworkers know. all say, they were like, oh my God, you look so much younger with this haircut. Okay. And I'm like, I don't think I look younger. I think I just like look skinnier okay. because it's like leaner. Yeah. 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 You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I feel like in a week it'll look great. It looks good now, but it just is like still a shock. I look at you and it's still like, huh. Well, shocking can be fun That's and sexy. That's true. That's true. It's Some like, people like a shocking Like figure. the Christina Dirty video. That was a shock. It was a shock. And yes. It was sexy. And, and you were just like, yes. We'll never forget it. Some people love that nice, like, emaciated, shocking look. <laughs> Is that the look you're going for? Uh, well, well, I'm going for shock. <laughs> okay. It's like Ollie and It's a Sin. He had a similar, like, shock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like that. You're just like that. Very successful. Do you? No, you both are very successful. I'm saying he's successful. You're successful. Similar cut. He's more successful. It's fine. <laughs> he's, you know, it's a whole different thing. Way to remind me. Welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And another week it has been. It has. We are in into the throes of May, not just the beginning. I but know. The throes. The throes. The throes. It's very true. I just wanted to say throes because it feels dramatic. Okay. Like my new haircut. Yes. Matt Palmer. <laughs> yes. How was your week? Oh, my week was good. I'm trying. Well, I put out a new music video. For you I did? don't want it. It premiered on the Advocate on Thursday. People seem to be enjoying it, and I'm so happy to see the reception. And um. Premiering a video and like launching a song is a headache and takes a lot of work and a lot to do. But, you know, this whole month is going to be a lot of that because we're promoting the album, the EP, The Good Parts, comes out the 28th of May. So there's a lot on the docket, a lot to do, a lot of promotion to be had. And, you know, we're we're in the throes of that as well. We are in the throes <laughs> of it all. Yes. You will soon be in the throes of having to resize everything mm. for each different social media platform. That, that is where all the work is, guys. Just Bad. so you know, whenever... Someone posts something or like releases a new thing, yeah. and there has to be a Twitter announcement, an Instagram announcement, yeah. a Facebook announcement, a TikTok announcement. Oh my god, it is so much work! I know, and, and it's, it's like you're really so gonna annoying. throw a new social media platform in there now. I really have to do something else now, yeah. yeah but now uh, Twitter doesn't crop. So, true. like, you can post whatever shape picture you want on that's there. That's true. And so that's nice. It crops less. If it's, like, very tall, it'll crop. Yeah, but yeah, is, yeah. are you going to be releasing a really tall picture <laughs> no, anytime I'm not, soon? I'm I mean, not. you're only, what, six foot? 5'11", yeah. 5'11"? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were six foot. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Someone's mad about the haircut discussion. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that's what we're going to be focused on. But it's a good thing to be focused and to be releasing the music. I think people are going to like the EP. People seem to like the song. I'm getting a lot of, like, this is a bop comments. The song like. is a classic, and I'm sure I've, I've heard two other songs on this EP, and they're both classics as yes. well. And so I haven't heard the other four. I know. So I'm very excited. I am excited about that as well. See what you think. Uh, so, no, Matt Steele, how was your week? My week was lovely. Yeah. As you have all heard, I got a haircut on <laughs> Wednesday. Yes. Went, went to Masood. He did his uh, thing. Masood 
is a king. I know. And he was just like, I was thinking, you know, because I was like, oh, I like it like longer at the top and like shorter on the sides. And he's like, oh, do you want to try like more of like a disconnect between the sides and the top? Oh, that's what it is. So it's not so like blended together. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's try that. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. So so I did that. I finally got to catch up on The Tale of the Handmaids. Oh, how how is it? Dark. June is still there. She is still in Gilead. I don't understand how she has been able to successfully get so many of her goddamn friends to Canada. So many people have gone mm. to Canada and have escaped. And she, and she cannot. <laughs> well, she's the show. Like, like, of course, oh they're going to keep her there as long as possible. Like, the show ends when she leaves. I just, I need to know how it ends. The last episode I saw, she and her little one-eyed friend were in. <laughs> one-eyed? Yeah, she has one eye. It's really dramatic. Mm. Um, they were in a train full of milk. And <laughs> I was just like... What are we doing? Like, what has happened? Are you here? enjoying it? Oh, I'm loving it. Oh well, the gosh. thing is with The Handmaid's Tale, I've really just like emotionally disconnected with it. Okay. Like, I don't watch it emotionally anymore because at this point, it's just you, you've once you've seen you know the first three seasons, you've seen it all, <laughs> and so you. I'm just sitting there being like, how's she gonna get out of this? That's how's what she gonna get out of this. I just have to watch very objectively. That's what Kelly Clarkson does on tour because she said her initial tour, she was getting too invested in the song she would have written and like was still getting so emotional on stage so she emotionally disconnects but still puts on a great show oh great but she can't be singing because of you about her parents and thinking about her parents every lyric you know yeah. and piece by piece about her husband now ex-husband Ooh. i mean She's got to disconnect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Elizabeth Moss thinks about on that show because when I tell you every second of that show, she's crying. Jesus. She is crying. Least, she's in that milk crying. She's thinking about how much money she wastes on Scientology. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she's just like, oh, the money, the checks. I've oh, I heard Elon Musk was a mess last night. Oh, well, I, I didn't hear anything about it. I, I heard he was see, really bad. I didn't see anything like on Twitter as it was happening. I figured it would kind of be a blaze. Yeah. And, and I only saw, heard he was bad. And then I saw one bad sketch they did that was like uh, Gen Z hospital. And so everyone was there like talking like, I don't know what they think kids talk like, but it more was kind of just like AVE. It just was awkward and like cringy and gross. But, you know, SNL had its day. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? What I'm, can you do? I haven't watched SNL in a lo- like a full episode in a long time. I right. feel like I always just see like the clips that get shared, like the successful sketches. Yeah. So so I, I really have no idea what's going on okay. there. But it, it happens. It happens. Um. All right. Well, sh- should we dive into News for Idiots? Sure. Why not? Did you read the Jesse Nelson interview, her first interview post leaving Little Mix? She gave an interview for Cosmopolitan UK and had a lot to say about leaving the group and why she left it and how uh, filming the Sweet Melody music video was kind of her breaking point. Really? It was because I guess on that music video. I love that music. It's a great music video. (laughs) But uh, apparently over the whole quarantine, you know, COVID, we don't really know what this is time. Uh, she was with family and friends and like really at a home place and felt better than she had felt in the 10 years that she'd been in the group. And then she gets back and like hears like, oh, you have to shoot a music video in two weeks. And she essentially like has so much like food issues around needing to look like the other three 
members of the group and okay. she I guess she is a naturally larger person and she says I immediately became a different person I had anxiety whenever we had a music video I put an enormous amount of pressure on myself to try and lose weight to try to look like the other girls and uh, there was like a moment where she had a panic attack on the video shoot and like there's a, even a shot in the video a transition that she's not even in because she was like in the back crying and so it seems like the way that she's talking in this article it's like the I'm not not doing music be- anymore because it's hard to be in the spotlight. It just was hard to be in a group and to be constantly compared to these people who have different body types than me mm-hmm. and always, you know, the clothes they wanted to wear and I would have to wear along with them. I didn't feel comfortable in. And um, the only and she's talking with like a friend who they hired to do this article in Cosmopolitan UK. And at the beginning, it says the only thing she wouldn't talk about is her current relationship with her former bandmates. And so Montana, I'm sorry to say it. They hate each other. No, <laughs> like we don't know that, but we know. That. I mean, I, if you leave the big group when you're making a bunch of money and like putting out an excellent albums and like this throws a wrench in every plan, it's hard to not have bad blood in that situation. I oh think. yeah. Well, the thing is, she could have very easily just said, "Oh, you know, we're still. I still wish them the best. Like right. they're my best friends. Right. Leave it at that. Like give a nice." basic generic statement yes. but instead she chose to be like no comment on yes. that I don't want to talk about it yes. like that is the answer I mean and the thing is Little Mix has gone obviously to promote confetti with Sweetie and has discussed this on the radio a couple of times and they're very much like yeah if we would never want to keep someone in the group who didn't want to be there and like blah 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 so they've got their <laughs> very just like well we don't want to keep her if she doesn't want to be there exactly so. it's like if she wants out like we would never want someone to go against their wishes and like to be in this group like we only want people to be here who want to be here but also we wanted to keep going and so it just <laughs> I feels feel like they also could have said oh we were so upset no, why would they say that was the whole goal is like sell albums we're doing great everything's great <laughs> okay Jessie's great she made her choice and we respect it we would never not respect her point of view little mix confetti available now great 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 you know what great great happy great. happy happy yes so that is what's happening uh, in the little mixed world. But also, and speaking of people that are distancing themselves from one another, Seth Rogen just now has said that he does not plan on working with James Franco again after his sexual misconduct allegations. Wait, what sexual misconduct allegations? Is the, this anything recent? No, the sexual misconduct, I think, was from like 2018. Okay, I was about to say, I feel no. like this was a while. So many people have had sexual I misconduct know. allegations. Honestly. I honestly have forgotten who. Yes. R- remind me of... Uh, James Franco's James Franco (laughs) I think he just uh, would hit on and engage with and I assume date underage girls like girls he knew were underage that's right he would like hit them up like in the DMs and everything I remember because I remember it was he was very close to getting that Oscar nomination for the disaster artist Mm. and then like he didn't get it after a whole big you know hubbub a lot of news yes Yes. a lot of news and so uh i think this has been coming back seth rogan's direction there's been just a lot of questioning of him working with james franco and why hasn't he publicly said like disavowed james franco and now he has so he says uh what i can say is that i despise abuse and harassment and i would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that However, I do look back at a joke I made on Saturday Night Live in which he basically is like, uh, I decided to prank James Franco, told him I was way too young, and he seemed fine about it. Um, (laughs) Which is like a weird joke in the first place. I very much regret making that joke. It was a terrible joke, honestly. I also look back at the 
interview in 2018 where I comment that I would keep working with James, and the truth is that I have not, and I do not plan to right now. Uh, In response to Times' comments that the situation must have been painful, he says, yeah, but not as painful as and difficult as it is for a lot of other people involved. I have no pity for myself in the situation. Okay, sad. So it seems very much like we're drawing a line in the sand. And this is not, um, you know, he's not putting his neck out for James Franco, which I think is okay. Okay, yeah, I think that's a very good way of of wording the situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Elon Musk, apparently he revealed his Asperger's diagnosis on SNL. Oh, I didn't know this. I would think that people would even be talking about this. I really had had not seen (laughs) anything about the episode. I mean, I just heard it was really bad. Uh, It's an honor to be hosting Saturday Night Live. I mean that sometimes after I say something, I have to say I mean that so people really know that I mean it. That's because I don't always have a lot of intonation or variation in how I speak, which I'm told makes for great comedy. Uh, Musk explained his Asperger's diagnosis by saying uh, it was the first person with Asperger's to host SNL or at least the first to admit it. So, I mean, I guess that's nice of him to be open about his diagnosis if that is the case and all of that. I'm still wondering, why did this happen? Why were you hosting? What were you promoting? Just like being the second wealthiest person in the world is not something that we need you to be on SNL for. So, like, what is this? Sure. But it seems like this has uh, just caused negative press for both uh, Elon Musk and SNL. And I think Elon Musk's Dogecoin, which is his like Bitcoin equivalent, has like plummeted since his SNL appearance. I did see a yeah. graph. Yes, there's a graph that doesn't look good for him. I didn't understand the graph, but right. I saw that it went down. It just when is going SNL down. Started. I think that's all you needed to see. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, so that happened. I don't plan on watching it. That one sketch I watched was really bad. It just, and it was just like awkward. I don't know. And then Elon Musk came out and like made it worse. So it's like, I don't know. I think I can skip it. Um, there are lots of people on the cover of, uh, E Entertainment Weekly for their annual pride issues. Do they like release an issue a week for the month of June? I think there are just, it's the same magazine with different covers that you can like collect if you're like a pride stand. So sort of like if you're a Taylor Swift stand, you can collect the the Sandalwood (laughs) Ridge uh, rendition of... Remember when I got that red pizza box? You did get that (laughs) red pizza box. That's the thing is people think we're like mean to Taylor because we don't say that everything she does is amazing. I was and am a fucking stand. And are, and are you? Yes, I would not get that pizza box, though. I, I went and got that Papa John. A, I like Papa John's. That's yeah, good. we know you do. B, I went and I got that red pizza box. It was a promotion. And it's like, you know I love a great promotion moment. I needed to have a Taylor Swift pizza box in my possession. Okay, guys, but he did not just get a pizza with the box. Like, he didn't get just get a pie. Well, first we got a pie. Yeah. But he also asked the guy, can I buy, like, extra boxes? Like, <laughs> I don't know how many bought. Maybe you just bought one or two or something right. like that. I don't remember And the guy many. was just like, sure. <laughs> and so you bought, like, these boxes. I love Did that. you keep them? I don't, I don't have them now, if that's the question. Oh, my God. But I remember getting them. You paid money to get hey. a piece of cardboard hey. to just throw hey. Hey, it's, it was Red. Red is a great album. I was so I was so in on Taylor at that moment. I still am. I love Taylor at her best. But man, I loved her at that point. I'm well, yeah, that because that was we are never getting back together. Oh. I was like, oh, this is a pop what song. What a classic piece of music. I remember you picking me up from the airport. <laughs> the, well, like probably the day after that song came yeah. out, 
And I was so tired, slept on that flight. It was an overnight flight. And immediately I was just pummeled with, listen to this. <laughs> Taylor released a new song. We've had a incredible. lot of like Taylor airport moments. Yes. Because it was that and 1989 we first listened 1989 to. leaked when I was driving you to the airport. Mm. And I remember that pen clicking <laughs> in during blank space, space as we, were, a, we like, were on the 405. And Matt Palmer just screams, I can't. <laughs> and it is. And I was right. Um, So people on the cover of this uh, Pride Month edition, Lena Waithe, who we very much like, but people do not like her show them. But, you know, and I think her quote is kind of referencing that. Like it or not, I'm not going anywhere, which makes me think like, oh, I read the bad reviews. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's Lil Nas X, who says, I'm thankful. It also feels good to prove people wrong. Uh, And then there's Pose's MJ Rodriguez, who says... Oh, they don't give her a quote. Okay. Uh, And then she says something great. Then Bowen Yang also looking great on the cover, uh, an SNL person and a fellow podcaster, a very successful guy. We love, we love all involved. Everyone looks great. All the photographs are great. Next year we will be on all the covers. Okay. Well, the two game ads. I I would love that. I just am not, I've never been one for unrealistic dreaming. I remember when we were watching the Oscars and you and Brian were like, we're going to be there next year. And I was like, you're not, there's not even a movie made like well, the timeline doesn't make sense well look first of all he did not say it with me i just turned to him and i was like brian this is our friend brian by the way yes <laughs> <laughs> i just tur- i just turned to him this is my first year in la this yeah like my first um, like month in la right and i was just joking around and i turned to just brian because he was the one next to me and i was like brian just think next year we're gonna be there and matt palmer was just like what are you talking about <laughs> that's impossible <laughs> I mean, usually you'd have a film in the can at that point if it was going to come out and be eligible for the Oscars. Okay, but that was not the case, okay, and I felt like it was important to point that out. Okay, but like gummy bears, it's just fun. Oh it's my just God. fun. It's Don't not, Kelly it's not, Ben Simone me. It's not real. It's just fun. Okay. Let us have our fucking fun. Right, well, and you didn't know I could have had a film in the can, and you wouldn't have known. I would have known if you if you had come if you had a film in the can when you moved in. That's the only thing you would have said. I'm still working on it. All right. Well, it was. <laughs> in the can. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you hear about the first dog, Bo? I did. It's very sad. And at first I was thinking, I was like, wait, but Bo is still a puppy. And then I was just like, oh, wait, no, that was like 13 years I was going to say, because if he was on the campaign trail in 2008, we promised our daughters that we would get a puppy after the election. At that time, Bo was supposed to be a companion for the girls. We had no idea of how much he would mean to us. Apparently he's been alive for more than a decade, which is Good, you know, that's very good dog year. For for a purebred, I imagine Bo is a purebred dog. Mm. He looks pretty purebred. He looks very fancy. Yeah. So for a purebred dog, I think they And for like a big dog. For like a he's bigger not like a dog. dog. Yeah, they usually have like shorter lifespan. Right. So 13 years, I think is... Haven't you had an animal that lived for like 50 years or something crazy? No. <laughs> In my head, you had a, an animal that lived uh, a long time. I don't know. My dog, like I got my dog in kindergarten and he died my senior year of college. Mm. Uh, so he was 16... That's very old. Um, I, I had a rabbit for a long period of time, mm. like a probably about like a nine year period. Wow. Um, yeah, pig. Oh, I love pig. Well, may, may he I or she wet? I loved all my little animals. He or she boy. pig. I think pig was a boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, may he rest. I'm pretty sure. I always assumed pig was a boy. Okay. It's okay. I'm not saying you're misgendering pig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never really checked. That's okay. <laughs> I, didn't really, I don't really know how to check a rabbit. That's also okay. Okay. Well, we love, we love pig and E.T. and all my little animals. Oh, I, I had a friend who had an animal. Uh, and her name was Lolly. I had a friend who had an animal. I was a dog. <laughs> and I swear, I knew this, I've known this friend for so long, like from preschool. I swear 
they've had Lolly forever, like from at least at latest kindergarten. And like at some point in college or after college, he's like, Lolly's really sick. And I was like, Lolly is still alive? <laughs> like, what? And when the last time I saw Lolly, she was scared of the floor. And I was like, scared of the floor? Yeah, she was blind. And like, I guess they had gotten new hardwoods versus the carpet oh. they used to have. So it was, like, was like a shock, like my haircut. It was, it was a shock like your haircut, but it was a shock like your haircut like every time she got off her bed to the floor. Like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, is. I mean, not to get into deep, dark waters, but when is it humane to put a rule? Well, I mean, you know, that's something that every dog or cat or whatever animal parent has to decide. It's true. It's true. I'm I'm sure. But I'm saying outside looking in, I was like, tick (laughs) tock. Like, I love everyone. I love every animal. Yeah, you have to make sure their quality of life is good and everything. You know, I'm I'm very big on quality of life. You're very big on quality of life. I'm very big on it. Me, I'm just like, I don't care if I'm 150 and you're feeding me through tubes. Keep me alive. No, good night. I'm like, hello, world. Why? Oh, there's no stopping me. You know, (laughs) I know I want to be around for everything. I don't like to miss anything. You'll still be around. You'll be on a different plane. You'll be on a different spiritual plane. Uh, But I want to be on like this plane. Well, sweetie, this plane, plane, again, has a TikTok moment for everybody. And 150 through tubes is not the move. I feel like if I'm in like... More pain. If you don't recognize me from like this podcast, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. This, it could be this time next year, guys. <laughs> no, but like if I'm in pain, if it's like, you know, there's no reason to be like, oh, he could get another, like, he could eke out another couple months. It's like, oh. <laughs> Let's, all right. Anyways, <laughs> I love this. I, you're like giving me the permission to pull the plug. I'm just saying, this I for, is, for my future children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, whoever's in charge of this, I'm good. Like I lived a good one. It was just on the advocate. We're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> he made it, guys. He's been in the advocate. I have. Um. Wait. What is this about? Did you hear about Amazon and Netflix cutting ties with the HFPA? Yeah, they're like distancing themselves and so. Is it because of, of the lack of diversity? Yeah, and I they feel like uh, the HFPA has not done enough. Mm. Um, with like their quote unquote changes. I thought that was still in the works. I I kind of thought it was okay, too, okay. but um, I don't know. Maybe this is just like more pressure to. Uh, get them to do more. Okay. Which, you know, pressure is, is always good. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I I, I think, I, I hope the HFPA, you know, changes, has a lot of changes that they go through. And yeah. Because I want the show to keep going. Because like. The Golden Globes. As we're, like the Golden Globes are just fun. Do they- like, like gummy bears <laughs> and like uh, uh, me and Brian at the Oscars. They're just fun. <laughs> they are just fun. Do they do anything besides the Golden Globes? Like does the HFPA, is that just the only thing they do i'm sure they do other stuff okay (laughs) i'm sure they do some charity outreach and uh, stuff for like young emerging filmmakers Mm. and writers and they should give you some money i imagine i i honestly don't like the hfpa is so crazy because i i really don't know what they are (laughs) but yeah we've all put so much stock in them right uh, that's what makes them fun. They're important <laughs> to like, a lot of people. Where am I? <laughs> I'm at this place called the Golden Globe Awards. Great. I know. And all the celebs are just getting drunk and, you know, winning. All the biggest celebrities are winning the awards. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Uh, well, speaking of Amazon, apparently the Cinderella movie that Camila Cabello is starring in and was, I think, has finished filming, um, is now going to be premiering on Amazon and is not 
going to be going to theaters. I completely forgot this was happening. It is happening. Wasn't she campaigning hard to be in the West Side Story? I want to say she was. I, I feel remember like she that. Was. I remember she was like, "Oh, I want to be Maria," and I was like, "Girl, you're an you're an Anita. Mm. Like, you're you're begging for the wrong role. You are Anita." And then Ben Platt sang that song on the Grammys that yes. I felt like was a campaigning for the movie. I forgot about that. Neither of them got the role. He sounded. Beautiful. I mean, sure. Am I biased because I just like love his voice on anything? Yes, but he did sound beautiful. Of course. Yeah, oh my god, Ben Platt, a vocalist. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I don't know what I don't know what's gonna go on with Camila's career. Because I, I, I feel like she didn't have a like Havana was obviously a huge hit two albums ago. Mm-hmm. This past album, she had My Oh My that did okay. This movie was supposed to be like a breakout moment for her. Now it's just gonna be streaming. I don't know. It's like. I don't know. I just, I, I, I mean, she had Havana with, uh, or not Havana, uh, Senorita, Senorita with Sean Mendes, her boyfriend. Yes. I don't know. I, I, if I were in the, if I was in Team Camila right now, I'd be a little concerned or like brainstorming. Like, what's happening? Well, I was very much confused as to why there was a Cinderella happening because there was a Cinderella in 2015. Oh, right. Who was in that? Oh, it was. Kate Blanchett oh. was like the stepmother. Okay. I think it, it wasn't Emma. Watson? No. Because no, um, she was Beauty and the Beast? Uh, Emma Watson was Beauty and the okay, Beast, okay. yes. Uh, but, uh, so I was like, oh, they're making another Cinderella. I know this one has like fun casting, like Billy Porter's The Fairy Godmother. Oh, I do like and that. Everything. Uh, but I was just kind of like surprised, like, oh, another major motion picture of a Cinderella story. Like, I don't think this is based off of Disney's Cinderella in any way, but, yeah, oh, another like major Cinderella story coming into theaters. That's... That's a lot, right. you know. But um, the casting was interesting, so I was, I was, I was interested. It seems like the music of the film is going to incorporate pop songs from contemporary artists and original songs from Cabello. Huh. 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 So it's definitely not like a Rodgers and Hammerstein moment. Well, I mean, after you know, you get Whitney singing "Impossible." I mean, how, honestly, just hang it up, flat screen, <laughs> like Nikki told us. <laughs> um. So okay, that's that on that. Um. Did you hear this thing about Kate Winslet calling Wawa a mythical place? Wait, (laughs) hold on, hold on. Yes. I thought this was just like a joke on Twitter. No, this really happened. (gasps) The iconic Wawa Wawa has a new fan, Kate Winslet. Spending time in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, shooting the mayor of Easttown, Kate discovered the convenience store reading, uh, the local Delco Times paper every day, calling it an almost mythical place. By the time she got inside the store, it was like the clouds parted. By the time I got there, I was like, it's real. Walking into Wawa immediately felt like, ultimately felt like it was kind of an honor in a funny way, because to me, that was the heart of Delco. So to finally walk through the doors at Wawa, I don't know why I felt like, oh, yes, I'm here. I belong. That's where it's at. Wawa. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like there are tears in my eyes. This mo- this will mm. be how June feels when she uh, walks into Canada. Eventually, <laughs> I, always, I forget her name is June, so I'm thinking. Uh, I, I, I mean, we love. I mean, well, I love Wawa. I'm at Palm. I've never been. I've never. It's, I mean, it's I don't think so I've ever heard of it. Until Your brother on Twitter told me that Wawa was overrated. I cannot be. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, "Sir, do you want me to defend my brother's tweets? Like, I don't know what to tell you. This is like so, Mariah Neck. Like, as, I don't know what he, as what a he cent- says. As a Central Jerseyan, I live off of Wawa. Wawa is, you know, my source of life and energy. It's what's going to mm. keep me alive until I'm. 
150. And so I support anyone who supports Wawa and keeps it going. Well, sadly, Kate mentions that she only ever got coffee and has never tried out its variety of hoagies and other goodies, but mentioned that Evan Peters was obsessed with the Gobbler, a seasonal hoagie with turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, and gravy, which does sound good. I love a Thanksgiving sandwich mm, moment. I love that. I love just going into Wawa and just walking up to the screen at three o'clock in the morning and you're just tapping the whatever you want on your hoagie and mm. you just stuff your face with it and then you buy like 10 soft pretzels like wawa soft pretzels are evan peters and halsey still together is she pregnant with his baby <laughs> i i i don't know what an evan peters is <laughs> you don't know him he was no. uh he used to, he's a ryan murphy person uh, i'm sure i'd recognize i'm sure him. you would uh he i'm trying to think of something you'd know him from he was on the first season of pose before they were like we don't need any of these straight white people and okay. then he was cast aside along with um oh what was her name well, kate not, something well now he's going to wawa so he's, he's living a great life all right well um I'm if i could t- go to a wawa with kate winslet that'd be a blast <laughs> that'd be so <laughs> have much you watched fun. that mayor of Easttown show? i haven't no but oh. i hear people like it yeah people seem to like it um, this is just for me, but the Sugar Babes are teasing their first new music in eight years. Uh, this is their follow-up to the Blood Orange produced Flatline, which I think is an excellent motherfucking song, and I hate that it's not on Spotify right now. And this is going to be the 20-year anniversary of their first album. They again have just circled back around to the original lineup of I the was Sugar about Babes. To ask, is this Sugar Babes 1.0? This is Sugar 2.0. Babes 1.0 because because okay. initial by the end of the Sugar Babes in the first before they fought for the name back, there were all new people. Like there were no original members. Mm-hmm. left but now they have gone back together and it seems like they're going to be putting out some sort of 20th anniversary edition hopefully with new songs because flatline was so good everyone google and youtube flatline by the sugar babes because it's an excellent piece of music and i'm excited to see what else they've got in store for us you can tell me if this is a lie it's a lie okay. <laughs> I, mean, I i just assume it's a lie because right. like of course like twenty thousand people sent it i to know me and we're just like oh my god and i was like Guys. i know i saw this and was like matt Steele. That has heard about until this we get the words out of Victoria Adams Beckham's mouth. Well, what if they do it without her? We haven't even said what the things. Like. Uh, <laughs> Spice Girls are reportedly set to film a sequel to Spice World. Is what's being said. It's basically like, oh, uh, according to a film industry source, the Spice Girls members Jerry, Mel C, Mel B, and Emma have, <laughs> have approached a screenwriter about making a sequel to their 1997 film Spice World. It would reportedly be. Uh, uh, be to mark the 25th anniversary of the group. It's still in the early stages, but they are talking to established names in the business, which proves they are taking big their big screen comeback seriously. Uh, and they could get Diablo Cody since she dropped out of that Madonna movie. <laughs> I'm just like breathing in. Do you... You say you don't believe it. I... I imagine they are trying to get, or some of them are trying to get it to happen. Mm. Will they get it to happen? That is up for grabs. Would you want to see it without Victoria? Fuck. That's the question. Oh my, come on. <laughs> come on, Vicky. Come on, Vicky. Do this for us. You can, it's a couple days of filming. It is a couple days of filming. All you have to do is stand there and just like be hilarious and sarcastic mm. and bitchy, which is all you did in the first one. <laughs> and you will be nominated for an Oscar. Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, the Golden Globe, the HFPA is diversifying. They're open to new things. They're opening more comedy. That's not now. an Oscar. <laughs> it's, it, it's on its way to an Oscar. Okay. But please, Victoria, please, please. I beg of you. I will literally do anything you want. If they did it without her, would you be excited to see it? I would still obviously be excited to see it, but there would be that twinge of disappointment. Right. 
when they were like, oh, we want to do something back in 2019 mm. and they were like, or 2018 when, before they announced their reunion tour, they were like, we know we want to do something, but we don't know what I was kind of like a movie, a mm. movie, a movie like the nineties are huge, especially on streaming platforms. They're marketing to millennials like a movie. This right. is the obvious choice because it's not. Because Victoria does not want to perform singing right. or dancing. She does not want to do that live in front of a crowd. Yeah. And I was like, a movie is so easy. She can check every shot, make sure she looks amazing. <laughs> she can make sure all her angles are great. They can film her like Mariah filmed herself in that Hallmark movie. Yes. Where it's just her completely different lighting and <laughs> a fuzzy background. And you're like, you're that in That was a great world. movie. What was it? A Christmas Melody? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, just have it be a movie. And instead they decided to tour and Victoria obviously chose not to partake, mm. which obviously was thrilling. And it was like one of the best days of my life. And I had so much fun. But like a movie, this people will watch the fuck out of it. People will watch True. the fuck out of it. If it's on a Netflix, right. Netflix, come on. I mean, you know, that is you will get viewership. OK. OK. All right. So the, someone send this monologue to Victoria. And the whole thing could just be a giant product placement for all of Victoria's products. It'd be like Bethany on her last few seasons of Roni. She's just like it. skinny girl every shot. Let's do it, Victoria. All right. Well, I hope she hears this. I hope you inspire her with this. And um, is there any other news for idiots that I didn't talk about that you want to talk about? I don't think so. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back soon with more Two Game Mats. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, guys. We did something a little different for <gasps> my heart. What did we do? We're changing things up like the HF. <laughs> just like them. We were already diversified, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just shaking things up a little bit for excitement. Okay. Ho- hopefully it'll be exciting. Um, let's see if it's enough, though. Mm. Apparently it's not enough for the HFPA. Uh, so this <laughs> is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelt T-W-O, or this time... Mm. Uh, unbeknownst to me, Matt Palmer just suddenly put up on the Two Game Matt's Instagram, like, hey, answer, ask us any questions. They might get asked on the podcast. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is different. Okay. Yes, we're trying something new because I, I have a friend, in fairness, my friend Rory does this for his podcast. Rory's been on this podcast. And I was like, oh, maybe this is an easier way for people to ask us questions or they don't want to figure out our email and send it. And so I was like, okay, let's throw it up and see what, what response we get. And we got a very good response. So. Email, we'll, email is harder. The, old, the, hard. the oldies do email. I mean, we're old. What I mean, do you it's want? not 1999 anymore. Who does emails? I guess just us. <laughs> to, to unquote Britney Spears, nobody's doing email these days. <laughs> so, you know. But we did get one email, in we fairness. We did get one email. No shade to him or her. <laughs> <laughs> no shade to Doni because we love Doni. Yes. Uh, Doni sent us an actual email saying, mashups, yay or nay. Hey guys, hope all is well. I was just listening to that viral mashup of Motive and Promiscuous and remember why I love mashups so much. When done well, I always feel like it can elevate both songs and give a very unique experience. I've been a fan of them ever since Glee shoved mashups down our throats. LOL. <laughs> what do y'all think of mashups? Any particular favorites? Best, Donnie. I'm sure y'all have heard of this by now, but I'll leave this just in case. 
course, I have to include this iconic mashup. Uh, she sent us examples of mashups. Oh, okay, right. okay. Yeah. So um, I do not listen to mashups at mm. all. I occasionally I'll like stumble upon one and I'm like, oh, how does this sound? And I'll listen to like 30 seconds of it and be like, cool, moving on. <laughs> um, I will say I talked about uh, in the 1995 London uh, cast recording of A Little Night Music, a mashup of uh, The Glamorous Life mm. was sort of done for this production where it was the Broadway version of the song The Glamorous Life and the movie version mashed up together and it's mm. absolutely thrilling. But that's very different from like a fan taking like right. the stems of pop music <laughs> and like mashing it up together. Right. Um, well, I, as far as Glee mashups go, I feel like I always am talking about that um, Amber Riley and Naya Rivera Adele mashup of Rumor Has It and uh, Someone Like You, which is truly the best thing they ever did on Glee. But I love it, and everyone should look it up. And the only mashups I really listen to, you know, not to be a stan, are like Mariah mashups. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of really, really fucking good ones. There's one that is a mashup of Emotions and Bruno Mars's That's What I Like. That is very, very good. And there's also one that always stood out to me and I always liked, but it was um, Someday by Mariah and Charlie Puth's How Long, which is a song that I never really liked. But like the How Long beat over under like Mariah's Someday is just like, Fuck! It just could have been released in 2019 and been a hit. And would like, Mariah wow. have liked it? Because you know I she hates she, someday. She does hate someday. I think this would have improved someday for her. And she was a big fan of the "That's Why I Like" uh, remix with emotions. And I think she tweeted it and was like, "At Bruno Mars, like we need to work together." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yes, you do." Yes, and did you did. see that tweet? She tweeted something about like at Forever Brandy. When are we doing these background vocals? And it's like, bitch, if you two have done a song together, <laughs> I will turn to stone. Like. Brandy and Mariah. That would be amazing. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. It's horrifying. I mean, there are so many people that I feel like it should have happened with Mariah. Maybe she should do it as a whole, and I hate to say these words because it sounds horrible, but like a duets album of not old, like of new material. Like if she did a song with Tony Braxton, did a song with Janet, we've needed a song with Janet forever, and uh, did a song with Brandy, like that I would... Like, could you like, I would just totally, I just, I need it. So that's what I'm hoping happens. But the fact that they've worked together or are going to work together on something, even if it is just background vocals, like, God, I'll, I'll love it. That's amazing. Oh, I'm excited. Queens. Didn't you go on a date with a guy once who was like, oh, I do mashups. <laughs> that was the weekend. Oh. And the worst, the thing is, there are a million reasons not to date the weekend, as you recall. Um, but. The mashups was the number one. Like, the, they weren't mashups because they were... Because with a mashup, it's like, oh, I'm going to take the acapella and the instrumental of a song and put them over each other. And, like, it'll sound... It'll be in key and, like, it'll sound good together. He would take two, <laughs> two full songs, like a song with its music, the, the acapella over the music. So just, like, a full song uh-huh. over another full song and play them on top of each other. Just at the same time. Yes. And, like, this is noise pollution. Like, this is so not... Like, so it's not a mashup. It's not a mashup. It's, and I'm just, like... You're oh, just playing two songs I literally time. was like, do you want me to find acapellas for you and send them your way? He's like, no, I think this is... This sounds good. And I was like... <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, there were three million other red flags in which I told our friend Corey and Matt Steele about like our date. And they were like, you can never speak to him again. Guys, this was one date. <laughs> This, will, this was a one day. How many times can, how many red flags can you see in one date? I will never forget like this one date for as long as I live because of the amount of red flags and the mashups were the worst part. Because it was like, this is horrifying. What you're doing to the world, like you're making the world worse by creating this. Like what you're doing is <laughs> making the world worse. Like I can't have it. It was, it was 
just so horrifying. So I hope he's well. <laughs> um, but should we I'm go? I'm glad you made it through. I, that was. Could you have imagined my face listening to that though? I, like I'm sure it was I, tough. <laughs> I'm sure it was tough. Uh, are you? Do you want to go through some Instagram questions? Let's go through some Instagram. questions. I mean, first time for everything because they're very like off the cuff. They are okay. So Claudio asks um, thoughts on the Chromatica remix album featuring Rena, Charlie XCX, that Blood Pop teased. I'm excited. Is it happening? I think supposedly it's really going to happen. I feel like it makes sense to relaunch Chromatica in a post-pandemic time. I agree, yes. And Rina Sawayama, I feel like, is the perfect collaborator for With her. Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. Like, Incredible. I feel like that's going to, you know, not no shade, but like kind of re-inspire Lady Gaga. Because you've been doing this for so long. And have like a point of view like Rina's mm. in her orbit is going to be exciting Just like for a her. fresh voice. I And it's finally a chance to release Babylon. I'm... <laughs> We need a fucking Babylon. Be a music and video. They said they're going to release the House Labs version of Babylon along with it, which is like the version that was teased prior to the song. I love the song as it is, but a lot of Gaga fans are like, "We want the House Labs version." So whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think Carmen is positive vibes, negative spirits. I think that's her real name is Carmen. I looked at her profile for a moment, and she has several questions. So I'm going to try to see which one is the best. Um. When is merch coming? I We need more people saying they're going to buy it before we make it. Um, <laughs> uh, what is something that you, something fun you can share about the other Matt that we don't know already? Oh, God, this is a lot that of was a good one. I have, all right, I have one. Oh, there's nothing fun about you. I'm very fun. Uh, I don't know if it's fun, but it's um, something of note. Matt Steele is, was, and I assume will always be obsessed with stuffed animals. Like, if you walk into his current day, like, 33-year-old bedroom, there are uh, stuffed animals everywhere. Like, the bed is made as if the stuffed animals belong on the bed in, like, a formation. Yes, of course. The, every stuffed animal has its place. Do, you, do they all have names? No, no. Okay. I don't name my stuffed animals. Even as a child, I never named my stuffed animals because I always had so many of them. Mm. And I didn't want to... Because if I had named one, I would have to name all of them. Right. And because I didn't want any of, like, them to... Get left out, of like course. feel left out, and because like, stuffed animals absolutely have feelings. And who has the time to do all? That? Have I never talked about my love of stuffed? Animals I feel like on it's come channel? up fleetingly, but people don't know. No, people, people don't, don't know. People don't know. And to all the boys out there who would like to date me, um, th- the way to win my heart is with a stuffed animal. Do not send <laughs> stuffed animals to this apartment if you find our address, please. Ooh, Carmen, I will throw them out. <laughs> Carmen wants merch, maybe like a stuffed animal. No, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would buy them all myself. Do you have anything fun about me? people know I'm very open with my oh I'm trying to think I'm trying to look around the room see if I can think of anything (laughs) anything let me let's go through some more questions and see if I can think of all right our buddy Hiria who we love her or him I'm not actually sure of their gender but we love them uh have you been to New Zealand before if not would you want to go I would love to go to New Zealand it'd be really fun I would would love if I was in a Peter Jackson movie and they flew you there and they flew me there Peter if you're listening what if they filmed the new Spice Girls movie in New Zealand you gotta get cast in that Oh my god I mean, I'm emailing my manager now <laughs> Hello um, Ryan has some good questions One for you One for me Well first one Why do you think Janet's catalog Is underappreciated Because there was a smear campaign About her By the head of CBS Julie Chen's fucking husband ru- Ruined her life <laughs> And Justin Timberlake In 2004 It was a concerted effort To underappreciate her catalog At this point So we all need to be Fighting against that Every moment every day For Matt Palmer uh, What is your ultimate dream Collaborate producer To make an album with I mean Babyface isn't much of a producer He's more of a songwriter I would think but I think Babyface is up there I think The Dream is up there I'm trying to think who I really love production wise um 
Those are the two that come to mind at first blurt. Um, obviously, writing a song with Mariah would be a dream. Uh, I, I This is a good transition to the like something that you've only mentioned once on the Two Gay Match channel. What is I that? I don't know if everyone has seen this, but... For as much as you love this person, you don't talk about him enough. Your love of Rob Thomas. Oh, I fucking and love how, Rob Thomas. And how you think Rob Thomas is like one of the three greatest songwriters <laughs> Absolutely. in music history. Absolutely. With like okay. Babyface and Mariah Carey. Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I love him. I don't think you talk about that. I mean, I don't know how often I can talk about Rob, but he is truly, you know. It's just so random to a, me. A, a white king. Like he <laughs> has it. Like he can write his face off. He can sing. The, uh, that first solo album is amazing. That so- single, Her Diamonds, is beautiful. And it's about like his his wife's depression. He has a heart of gold. Smooth. I can go on. Uh, Matt Steele, question for you. What's your least favorite thing about LA? Uh, this is from Ryan as well. I mean, gut, like guttural reaction is just the Italian food. It's just <laughs> absolutely you, I told you that one place that I can never remember the name. John and Vinny's, I think. Okay, we'll see. The name sounds like normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like a normal Italian place, not yes. like something that could be bad, but you never know. The Italian food in LA is terrible. The public transportation is embarrassing Oof. and needs to be fucking fixed. Shit. I've it, only been on the public transit once. It was fine. Yes, it, but it's horrible. Mm. It's horrible because it, it doesn't feel like a city. It feel, LA is not a city. It's a glorified suburb. And that is what I do not like about LA. I mean, I'm also very biased because I'm from New Jersey and, you know, around New York area. So like yeah. I'm very biased towards New York. You know, I'm a New Yorker, darling. Oh my um, God. So, so, you know, I, I do prefer New York to LA, but I, I still love LA. Like when I first moved to LA, everyone was expecting me to hate it. And I was mm. like, no, I like it a lot. It's just, right. you know, public transportation is horrible and the Italian food and All the right. people are slow. And also the lack of knowledge of Broadway culture. Sweetie, that's literally anywhere else that's not New York. It's, it's shocking because on the East Coast or the Northeast, it's very prevalent in like, you know, even if you're not a big Broadway fan, mm. you you know, I remember my people in school would be like, oh, my parents had the Tony Awards on last night and I watched a little bit of it and everything. So there was still like a general knowledge of it. But out here and I guess in other parts of the country, not at all. Not at all. OK, uh, I will go through like two more questions. OK, Um. Favorite forgotten girl groups of the late 90s slash early 2000s. I'm on an Eden's Crush kick. This is from a, I think Aaron is his name, a crime 13. And um, I feel like Eden's Crush is an excellent example. Obviously, Danity Kane comes to mind. The Sugar Babes we just talked about. Um, who else? Oh, Dream. Remember Dream, He Loves You Not? That's I, a I great mean, that's song. a great song. This is me. That was a, this is me. I don't we know that one, but... Oh, it's a great one. <laughs> um, different as can be. I'm thinking of uh, the... It was a group that I didn't really appreciate at the time because they were. I felt like they were a little young for me mm. um, when they came out, but it was a group called Play, and they were very promoted like on the Disney Channel. Okay. They have a song called Us Against the World, which I just listened to You know, recently when, when uh, Chris uh, Truesdale passed away because he mm. did a song with them, and I was just like, this song is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, oh my God, how I did I not them. appreciate it? It's Us Against the World. It's a great song. All right. Um, yeah. Scoot Scoop asks, um, are there any artists you wish you liked but just can't get into for whatever reason? Hmm. I mean, uh, artists, uh, the thing is I do like her. It's Doja Cat. And I the, hmm. and I wish she didn't work with Dr. Luke so I could really get into her. Um, hopefully there aren't that many Lady Gaga fans still listening. Uh, it's not an artist, but Chromatica. I have not gone back to Chromatica since we reviewed it. Like okay. Alice, I listen to from time to time. Babylon, I listen to from time to time. And people are obsessed with it. People are like, it's their best album. I'm like, that's objectively wrong. Ah! <laughs> no, Chromatica is not Lady Gaga's best. I like Chromatica right. more than you, you do. do. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a solid. I think it's a very good album. Um, 
But I can see, especially after having like the resurgence of art pop and listening to art pop <sighs> a lot recently, I'm just like, oh, that's a fucking album. Yeah, like I forgot, right? Like, you know, and then listening to Chromatic, Chromatica just feels a little watered down compared to Lady Gaga's older stuff. I right. say. But there's still like so much stuff I love on Chromatica, like Babylon, Sign from Above, I think is excellent and not enough people talk about. You love Sign from I Above. I love Sign from Above. All right. Well, that was kind of our little speed round of questions. It was fun. That was fun. I like that. Maybe we'll do that again next week. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. Uh, and so Matt Steele, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What has been giving you moments, darling? All right. So this is weird. Oh, oh. Because you know I know nothing about Marvel. You're going to talk about a Marvel thing? I, I am. What? Who are you? What okay. is this? Okay. It's not like a real Marvel thing because like Lord knows I'm not. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I I would say the only Marvel movies I have seen were Spider-Man 2 and, like, the early Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. Okay. Uh, don't remember much about it. Uh, Black Panther mm. and Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, and it was the first movie where I, like, felt okay to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie. Because <laughs> while I enjoyed it, I was just like, you know what? I'm not that invested. Right. I can go to the movie. Um, so, you know, I... All the power to the people who love the Marvel verse. I am not one of them. Um, but they released what I thought was just going to be a trailer for The Eternals, mm. which is directed by Academy Award winning director Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, I want to see like what this looks like. You yeah. know, she's a very different director than what they're used to having. But it ended up being a giant teaser trailer for every single movie that they're releasing <laughs> for the next like four years. Yeah, I saw that. And it opens with just like. The way they directed this teaser trailer was just so perfect for like post COVID times Mm -hmm. because it starts off with just like, you know, I I love being around people or something. And then it's like a shot of two people hugging and Tom Holland is like, what is this? I like this or or something to that extent. And I (laughs) was like, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden you see all of these different movies. And I was just like, this can't all be for the same movie, can it? And then. You know, it's it's all the typical Marvel fare and everything, which is very exciting. And and uh, then it shows it cuts right to a clip of, I believe, Endgame mm. uh, of like live footage from the premiere of it or a premiere of it from some random movie theater. And just hearing the people all in the theater just like scream during this big climactic moment. Mm. I have no idea what's happening in this moment, yeah. but. You just like hear the excitement in their screams and yeah. everything, and you're just like, <gasps> like you're so excited for all these people, and and then it shows like all of the, this movie's coming, and then this movie's coming, and this, and they go all the way to like 2023, right? And I, I mean, none of these movies piqued my interest at all, but <laughs> it, it would have piqued my interest if uh, you know one of those was like Sunset Boulevard, November 2022, um, but I, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then it just cut to see you at the movies and it was just like and I just did you cry I burst into tears I I burst into fucking tears because I was just like oh my god I know nothing about any of this this is not necessarily my bag Mm. but I they are pandering to me who is so excited to go back to the movies so hard this was another question we got that I didn't get a chance to ask us what do you think the first movie you're gonna go back to the theater and see is I don't know I mean my gut instinct is like in the heights yeah but i feel like that's so far away like i want to see a movie before then it's june isn't it it's june but like i don't know i feel like there's got to be something maybe i'll see one of the 
I feel like they might be releasing, re-releasing like a one of those like Oscar movies, okay. um, back in theaters just mm. to like have it. So maybe I'll like check that out if I have some free time. But I mean, it might be in the Heights, yeah. Which I mean is a very exciting movie to see. Totally. As, as like my first movie back, why not have it I be mean, a musical? Because movie musicals are my favorite thing on the planet. And so, John M. Chu directing, like it's gonna be iconic. Yeah. So and I hear it's amazing. So I'm excited about it. But yeah, this Marvel. <laughs> Teaser trailer. I had no idea what the fuck was happening, mm. but they got me. Wow, they got me. They really did. Yes, you will see me at the movies. Maybe not necessarily the movies that I see on this trailer, <laughs> but you at will the see movies me at, in general. You'll see me at the movies, right. and I will be screaming in that theater during Sunset Boulevard in the same way all those guys were screaming during Endgame. All right, I'm gonna be like, yes, walk down that staircase <laughs> and look crazy. You know Glenn. what? There's something for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I'm excited for all the, especially I'm excited for all the people who, uh, are, you know, love the Marvel verse and are, have all these movies to look forward to. And I'm excited for me to check out in the Heights, I guess. <laughs> Next. That's great. Yeah. So what's been giving you moments, Matt Paul? Uh, well, I haven't watched any new thing really, uh, because again, I've been busy promoting my upcoming AP, the good parts coming up May 28th. Um, but I have had on like time off days off things. I've kind of started revisiting, um, a different season of the real world. Cause you know, we started watching season one, New York, oh. and then I watched the New York, uh, rebooted show that was really great on Paramount plus. And then I started watching for the first time a season I had never seen before, but I'd heard a lot about, and it was real world San Francisco. Oh my God. How is it? So you're just oh. skipping LA. Yeah. I heard it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't care about Beth. That's the only person I know of it. And I remember Beth. I, I don't, remember I don't Beth. that. Um, I just was so interested in watching Pedro, like truly was why I wanted this. Cause I had heard truly for my entire life so much about Pedro Zamora, mm-hmm. who was an HIV positive roommate that they had. And I think I've watched like the first four or five episodes at this point, And it's just like, the way that he navigates the world and like his roommates, like they have him with this like young Republican girl named Rachel, who as he goes into the house, he like tells his roommates that he's HIV positive by basically like having a huge scrapbook. That's like, oh, this is all the speaking I do. I am professionally like I walk to go to schools and colleges and high schools and tell them about the dangers of unprotected sex and like mm-hmm. what HIV is and how you can get it and how you can't get it. And Rachel's like, we're going to be sharing a bathroom with this person. And it's just like. And who Rachel is now a like Fox News correspondent and who married another man from the real world who is a Republican and I believe was in the House of Representatives for a minute. Who? uh... Uh, Scott. Oh, gosh. Look him up. He's uh, Rachel Campos' husband. I want to say Scott Duffy in Boston. Um, Boston. I I loved Boston. It might have been Boston. I forget this Scott person. So they have nine kids now. Oh, jeez. And Puck is on this season, and he is disgusting. He, like, refuses to shower. He throws snot rockets. And Pedro is, you know, an uptight gay man. And so it's very, (laughs) is it Scott Duffy? Scott Duffy. Real old Boston, yeah. Uh, so Pedro is always disgusted because he'll like you'll see Puck like blow a snot rocket on the street on his bike and then like dip his finger in the like communal peanut butter jar <gasps> and it's like revolting. Puck, and Puck is an icon, but a disaster. A disaster. <laughs> Remember in the real world, uh, the challenge, real world mm. road rules, the challenge battle of the sexes when he spit in David's face. I don't remember on that. On the first episode. Jesus. Iconic. Horrible. Iconic. Did someone punch? Did get punched? Like what happened? No, like David was just yelling at Puck or something. It was the very first episode and Puck just like 
hawked a loogie Jesus. in his face. And so David was just like, he needs to be disqual like he needs to be kicked Did he off the show. Did he? And Puck got kicked off. Good the for show, him. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or uh, oh wait, no, I maybe he like didn't, but David quit. I forget. I think he they, gets kicked off of San Francisco. Left. Yeah, he. I remember he got kicked off of San Francisco because at some point Pedro's like, it's either him or me, and yeah. they're like, we'd rather you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is just so good, and also just like watching his relationship unfold with his uh, boyfriend, and I think they get married at some point in the season, and apparently midway. And the thing is, I'm reading on Wikipedia as to like what happens like with Pedro as I'm watching the show, and it's so devastating because apparently. He died like a few days after the finale aired. Yeah. I like it that. was so quick. And the, just the thing is, also, their production schedule was really like impressively quick, too, because I feel like they wrapped filming and then the next week was the premiere. And it's like, shit, y'all are really moving through this. Um, and I guess halfway through the season, he starts getting like taking a really bad turn and they kind of don't show it on camera that much. And like his roommates cover for him in the confessionals and stuff. Oh. But it just is, it's just crazy because his partner, and it's sad in this way, but his partner lived, and who also was HIV positive, lived until 2013. Mm-hmm. But like, which is of course sad that he died probably in his 40s, but it's like, you both were HIV positive in 1993 and Pedro lasted till 1994 and you last till 2013. It's just a crazy disease. Yeah. And I, it just was devastating to watch because this guy has so much promise and is using, you know, the time he has to such a good, in such a good way and spreading the word and like this huge platform at the time. Like you forget how big the real world was at the time mm. because I think on his deathbed, President Bill Clinton called him. Like, while his whole family was around, and they were like, it was so late in the the game for him that we don't really know if he understood what was happening. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing. And Bill Clinton, like, thanked him for bringing awareness and, like, giving people in America someone to look at who was HIV positive that they could relate to or, like, empathize with. Mm -hmm. Because he was the first real gay person on television or real person on television who was HIV positive and like out and proud about it. And yeah. it's like, it's just crazy to think that how important the real world was at this point. And like now it's on Facebook watch, which again, it's yeah. been so many years, <laughs> but it's just crazy to think how big of a deal this show was and how big of a deal his was and like his huge legacy that is still around. Like he's still in the ether. I just think it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. San Francisco is one of the seasons I never saw either. Um, so I'm excited to watch it. You should. Yeah. It's, I'm so glad it's on. Um, what is it on Paramount Plus? Uh, so I'm going to continue watching it until it runs out or we figure out how to connect your old CBS All Access yeah. to it or whatever happens but you, there. But you know me. I got to watch L.A. before I watch San Francisco. It's, I got to watch it's him in not order. even like. Gotta. These are different people. There's no through line. I got to. I got to do it that You're way. out of your mind. Hey, <laughs> this is me. This is you. The Kiala settle right here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh gosh, guys. Well, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to tell the people, Matt Steele? I don't think so. I just love everybody. Yes, I'm I so love happy. everyone too. I'm happy too. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.